and products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You see the world the way Donald Trump did. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm convinced all the media on the left are on drugs, man. <laughs> all the media on the left are on drugs. I, I have no idea what she's trying to say. Hey, y'all. It's 510-550-KTSA-FM-1071 and the Treyware page at KTSA.com. I have a video up this morning that's got financial information, money news. And if you're concerned about money, if you're concerned about your money and news that will affect your money and some things that you probably need to be thinking about over the coming months concerning money, check out the video, comment on it. I do read all the comments, like it, share it, all that good stuff. It's Trey, T-R-E-Y-K-T-S-A. It's also on uh, on Facebook. You can check it out there. But uh, take, take a look at it because some stuff's going on with the economy that will be essential in the coming months. It is now, but it's going to become increasingly more so. Well, I just checked Twitter, and LeBron James is still on Twitter. He has not been deplatformed. So we know that Twitter is nothing but a, a, a worthless hack piece of junk site that's all about leftists. I've known that for years because leftists have uh, said things about me on there that would be uh, libelous and slanderous, but uh, Twitter refuses to do anything about it because I'm a conservative. I'm a libertarian. I'm a conservatarian, and I put America first, and, uh, and Twitter won't do anything about protecting those of us. Jack had the same thing happen to him, and they won't do anything about that. But they... Uh, you know, take the president off, right? For what? So, so-called inciting violence. Well, that's exactly what LeBron James did yesterday, in my view, when he told the police officer in Ohio, "You're next, boy. You're next." No, the tweet said, "You're next." Accountability. This was the police officer that showed up, and you can clearly see, or I can clearly see. Maybe you come to a different determination. But I can clearly see on the video that the one girl had the knife. What's her name? Michaela? And she had a knife in her hand. And she was attempting, what I saw, to stab another girl. And the police officer had one second. No, no, it was less than a second to make a decision. Is he going to save a life? Or what? how is he going to handle this? And he decided to save the life of the girl that was about to be stabbed, maybe in the heart, maybe in the carotid artery, maybe somewhere that would cause her to bleed out and die right in front of her, or in front of him. Makia, Makia Bryant is who I'm talking about, the girl that allegedly had the knife. Well, I I saw a knife. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you saw a postcard. You know, she was giving her a postcard telling her how much she loved her. Looked like a knife, looked like a knife fight. And a police officer shot her and killed her. Boom, the left goes crazy. Benjamin Crump jumps on. We got another unarmed black teenager being killed by a white cop. 
She was not unarmed. And the New York Times, this is what happens here in the media. The New York Times took out the unarmed part. We have another black teenager killed by a white cop. Trying to gen up, absolutely 100% trying to gen up violence against this white cop, trying to gen up protests there so he could fly in and make a whole bunch more money. That's what he does. That's how Benjamin Crump makes a living. Uh, And LeBron James tweeted it. Accountability, you're next. You know, trying to get people mad at him. At, at the at the cop, who I don't know what else he's supposed to do. You know, one of the things I talked about after the Derek Chauvin uh, verdict is the impact that's going to have on police. When police go into an area, when it's a white cop going into a black area, how are they going to handle it then? What what are they supposed to do? Let's open the phones at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I received at least a half a dozen emails yesterday from people saying, listen, people saying to me through the email, the cop should have just gotten his car and left. And if the girl got stabbed, then the girl got stabbed. But the cop is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. He's in a no-win situation. He's a white cop with a black girl with a knife about to stab another black girl. He can't win that deal. So emailers sending me notes going, you know what? They White cops just need to get into cars and leave because everything is determined by race now. Everything that happens you know, to them is determined by race. So somehow this guy is supposed to is is uh, you know a horrible cop. He's the next Derek Chauvin. He needs to go to go on trial. All this stuff when all he did was appear on the scene and watch the video yourself. That's what I saw. It was a girl with a knife about to shove it into another girl, and he ended it with a gunshot. So what is he supposed to do? Like the callers suggest, get in the car and drive off. I'm not getting in this deal. I'm not, not. No way, Jose. I'm not getting in this. You can leave me out of this one. What? What are they supposed to do now? And that's the problem. That's the problem we have. And by the way, it's an intentional problem caused by those on the left that are trying to disarm police, that are trying to completely decimate police forces across the country. And uh, Coach Popovich lent his voice to that yesterday. I'll tell you what he had to say. Dot com slash credit. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I, I think it's a time to understand that that's a, that was maybe a, a victory in a war that's uh, got to continue to be waged in the sense of demanding equality and justice and rights because it hasn't happened yet who you're all woke pop man you're all woke yeah you, you you're doing great there dude uh we'll talk about that coming up it's a uh, 522 let's go to line one and joe you're on ktsa with trey good morning joe yes um that's become the norm you know just let them go in and count bodies like they do in chicago well, you know, that's uh, you're, you're not the only one. I, I mentioned that I got at least a half a dozen emails from people yesterday, and if I got a half a dozen, that represents hundreds and hundreds more that have ended up in the spam folder and I didn't get, you know. But uh, people saying, look, here's the deal. Just l- let them have each other. Let them have at it. And if they want to have it, don't don't get involved. Um, that's and, right. and, 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 you know, that's... 
That's a sad thing, Joe, because there, I, I've received a ton of email, too, from people saying, I'm a, I'm a retired Leo, and I would not in any shape, form, or fashion choose that as a career today. And that's sad. Well, you're preaching to the choir. Um, good will be bad, and bad will be good. I hear you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it, it is tough. I mean, it, this is – I know – uh, you know, societies have had tougher times along the way, and they've collapsed. And this is, you know, this is a very tough time for our society and the way things are. Hey, I've got some financial information up, and I'm not an economist, okay, and I don't try to play one on the radio, but nor on my video. But it's just some uh, money news stuff that I think is super important that anybody who has money or would like to have money or would like to protect whatever money you have, if you have any interaction with money, I think it's a pretty good idea to watch the video. It's on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. And as always, like it, share it, and comment, because I read every single comment, okay? Coach Popovich, once again, media session at the game, and he used that to blast police across the country. He said all of us had nervous bellies. And you think about what's going on in the past and how little accountability there has ever been over the years. So you're cautiously optimistic that some form of justice might happen, but you're not totally confident. I think that if you're a white person, people of color, I have to believe, had even more nervous moments and anxiety, probably doubt about what was going to happen because of the past. So when the verdicts came down, you saw the joy. You kind of exploded in people. And he said, I had a friend who said to me, it's a relief to all of us. It seems to be a bit of justice has been done. But imagine being 70, 80, 90-year-old black person who's seen so so much ugly in their life in every way, every shape, every form, socially, economically, etc. And then add COVID on top of that to see the disparities. What a joy it had to be for somebody to see that outcome of this trial. And then you just heard the part about him calling it a war. Because he's trying, in my view, to stoke up and to get people back in the streets and doing what they did last summer. He would love, love, love. See, for people like this, a guilty verdict was some of the worst news they could have received. I'm talking about the pops of the world and all these people on the left. You know, all these people on the left. A guilty verdict was a horrible thing for them. You know why? Because it showed system works. It proved the system does work and that the, the system is not biased and the system is not inherently racist. It shows that the system works. That's a white guy going to prison for the rest of his life. He's in a maximum security prison with a lot of bad guys. I was reading who's in there with him. Oh, man. Wow. There are some horrible human beings inside that prison with Derek Chauvin. So tell me, Pop, how the system doesn't work. Explain that to me. Explain to me how it doesn't work. Oh, and one other thing, you, you can call into the show anytime, Pop, and explain to me why you're against collective bargaining for the police when that's exactly what the NBA players do with the league. I'll wait. I'm waiting, Pop. How is it okay for your team and all the other players in the league to collectively bargain with the league and police officers can't do it with the city. I'll, I'll go ahead. Nothing, 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 nothing from Pop. Oh, and the other thing I'd like for Pop to explain, a system that is inherently racist, when every day, every day, he goes to work 
and there are some really, really rich guys there driving really rich, nice cars, living in big, beautiful, nice houses, eating really nice restaurant food. And they're not white. So what's up, Pop? How, do, how, does, how is the system rigged? How is the system racist? When your players are using collective bargaining, the cops can't. When you go to work every single day and you are with some really, really, really rich black guys. So explain all this. It's simple. It's simple for a simpleton, and you're sounding like a simpleton these days, Pop, to just spout and spew, which is what you do now. You just spout and spew. It's simple for somebody to do that. It's hard to think on your own, right? And that's what I encourage people to do is think on your own. Don't be a stupid zombie and just, you know, regurgitate what you hear on MSNBC. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. Don't be an echo. Be a voice. So really, if you if you drive down into these issues, Pop, and you think about these issues long and hard, it's very hypocritical for you to say that the cops shouldn't have collective bargaining when that's what your players do every day. And that the system is rigged and black people can't get ahead today when just look at the parking lot at work when you show up there today, Pop. At 5656. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. When officers are faced with someone employing deadly force, deadly force can be the response the officer gives. Yeah. Well, and the issue, well, of course it is. And, and you as a concealed carry individual, you can use deadly force if somebody's killing somebody else and you're not directly threatened. That's in the Texas law, but I bet you a lot of people don't now. What do you want to bet? If you're not directly threatened, I bet you a lot of people take a uh, it, uh, No, thank you very much. I'm moving on. Because you don't know. Uh, LeBron James, well, good morning. Trey Ware here on KTSA. LeBron James tweets out this guy's picture, the cop, and says, you're next, accountability. Well, that's, you know, that's invoking, in my view, that's invoking violence. And he should have been taken off of Twitter, just like the president did, was taken off of Twitter, right? And no, <laughs> no, because LeBron is a lefty. And Twitter took him down. It'd be racist, racist Twitter. They can't, you know, right, right. So LeBron James can do it and remain on Twitter. He can say, you know, you're next. And there's a picture of the dude. When I saw the video, did you see the video? I saw the video. I saw a knife in a girl's hand. I saw the girl about to stab another girl, probably in the heart, maybe along the neck would have cut her, you know, uh, artery, and she would have bled out there. I don't know. That's what was happening. That's what was going on. She was going to stab her. In my view, that's what I saw, and that's what that cop saw, obviously, and he had less than a second to make a decision. So, you know, I, I, I get emails from people all the time, and it's great to hear from you guys, and and, and comments on my videos and stuff. And, uh, and and I got a bunch of emails yesterday that said, you know what, if I'm a white cop in America and I'm uh, facing that situation, I'm just going to say, have at it, get in the car and leave. And the real shame of it is, and I said this after the verdict, but I've said it all along, I said it way before the verdict, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who just decide they're not going to be cops. Here's an email I just received. Hey, Mr. Ware, my son is graduating from A&M San Antonio May 15th with an MBA in criminology. All his life, he wanted to be a detective. I get this because 
I've got family members that that's all they ever wanted to do with their life too, and one of them is on his way. He'll be he'll be a detective before long. But th- I understand that whole thing about this is all you ever want to do, right? So the emailer goes on to say the plan was to go into the academy the summer after he finished school. Being a white male, his plans are changed. Now he doesn't know what he's going to do. He does know for certain he will not be a police officer of any kind. He told me that last night, seven years of hard work for nothing. Well, okay. And I'm sending prayers for that family and and that young man there who wanted to be a police officer but is choosing a different path. And I get it. I totally understand it. I've had a number of Leo, former Leo, contact me over the past several months. Says I would have chosen a completely different career had I been going in right now. No way I, I would have done it. Absolutely no. And I'll say this again. Uh, one of the worst things that happened to our, our you know, for uh, for progressives and liberals a couple of days ago was a guilty verdict against Eric uh, Chauvin. You know why? Because the Chauvin system does work. White cop in prison right now. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison, probably. We'll see. We'll see how long he's there. But uh, we'll see how long he survives. He's in a jail right now for the next eight weeks with people who are some of the most uh, heinous criminals and have done. I looked him up. I did the research. That's one of the things I do for this show. Is I re- I don't I don't just come on here and just blab. I I do my research. I do my study. Most of what I do is study. Most. This is a very small part of what I do, the four hours that I'm on the air. The rest of the time of the day, I sleep for four hours, so the rest of the time that I'm awake, I'm doing this. I'm studying. And the prison that Derek Chauvin is in is a bad place, man. There's some bad dudes in there, and I mean bad of the bad of the baddest. Would make Charlie Manson look like an angel. Uh, yeah, these are bad guys. So um, the system worked, and the progressives can't have that. Progressives can't have the system working. So they, they, believe you me, they're upset with with a... You know what? I'll, I'll say this. That's one of the reasons Max, Maxine Waters and Joe Biden tried to mess the deal up. Really? Because they didn't... Oh, no, man. They couldn't have what happened. It showed the system worked. And the system did work. But now you have Joe Biden's spokesperson, Jen Psaki, about the stabbing, the attempted stabbing yesterday. And she said, oh, that was, that was horrible what happened to that young girl. She was a child. We're thinking of her, the, the one that the police officer had to shoot so she wouldn't stab another uh, black lady. We're thinking of her friends and family in the communities. They're hurting and they're grieving her loss. We know that police violence disproportionately impacts black and Latino people in communities and that black women and girls like black men and boys experience higher rates of police violence. That's, she's speaking for the most powerful man on planet Earth. And if you watch the video, I saw a knife. What did you see? Was that a Q-tip? Was that a piece of paper in her hand? What was that in her hand? That was a knife. That's what I saw. And I saw her try to put that knife in another girl. And that cop had less than a second to do something about it. And now... Now, because of LeBron James and others, his very life is, is, is threatened. Very, his very life is threatened. And um, it shouldn't be that way because police are here to protect us. But I can tell you, you keep it up. Every action has a reaction, right? Isn't that a law of the universe? 
And so uh, you keep it up, and there's going to be pushback, and, and the pushback might be no pushback at all. In other words, the pushback might be cops just folding their arms, leaning back against the cruiser. Y'all have it out. Let me know when you're done. I Seriously. And Jen Psaki said that? The cop saved a life? And Jen Psaki said that? Let me just say, since you gave me the opportunity, the killing of 16-year-old Makia Bryant by the Columbus police is tragic. She was a child. We know that police violence disproportionately impacts black and Latino people and communities, and that black women and girls like black men and boys experience higher rates of police violence. We know that there are particular vulnerabilities that children in foster care like Makia face. 210 210-599-5555. Right, Elaine. Yeah. Then they'll say he was racist because he didn't help the black girl. If he just folds his arms and doesn't do anything or gets in the cruiser and leaves, then they'll say, well, you're racist. You didn't save the black girl's life. So that's what I said earlier last half hour when I said he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. And then you got Pop popping off again, and he's just a, he's a total hippie waste at this point. Um uh, now he's talking about collective bargaining and how he's for Prop B and the police should not be able to collectively bargain. And he's talking about police violence and we're in a war and the war needs to continue. Here's another guy inciting violence, right? Get back in the streets, you know. The war needs to continue. We need to continue the war. You know, I, I bet you Pop's really upset that last summer's over with, right? I bet he is. Um, I'm going to take a break, but I want you to call me at 210-599-5555 because I'm curious how Pop explains a couple of things about this. First, he says the system the system is racist against black people. And when he pulls up at work today, there's going to be some really nice cars out there. Hey, Pop, let me ask you a question, dude. How many cars in the parking lot at work? I'm talking about the player's parking lot. How many cars there are almost eight years old, seven and a half? Let's see. No, eight years old. Eight years old with more than 100,000 miles on them. Because that's what I drive. I drive a car that's eight years old, probably over eight, but eight years old, and it's got more than 100,000 miles on it. How many cars in the parking lot at your work are like that? I bet you zero. You want to take a bet on that and say it's zero? And you want to tell me the system is set up against black people? That it's systemically racist? When you're gonna, when you are going to give instruction to guys today that make more money than most of us will ever see in 19 lifetimes, in 20 lifetimes, okay, in one year they'll make more money than most of us will see in 20 lifetimes, and and and, and the system is rigged against them. Okay, okay, pop, I got you, buddy. <laughs> you're so full of crap you can't see. <laughs> oh, oh, and the other thing, the other thing, pop, explain this to me, okay. You're against the police being able to collectively bargain. You're you're opposed to that. You said that very clearly last night, right? You ran it in raid before the game. Too bad your team sucks, <laughs> you know, because this is all you could talk about. But anyway, how come the police can't collectively bargain, but your players do with the league and all other NBA players collectively bargain with the league? How come? Why is it okay? For your rich, big car driving, mansion living players 
to collectively bargain with the NBA to get better deals and get a cut of the money from the TV and get time off and all these health care and all these other things that they get from the NBA. Why is that okay? And the cop on the street to protect you can't do it. And God forbid, Pop, God forbid you ever you ever encounter somebody out there that's bent on violence, but who you going to call? Who you going to call? Pop, you're no fool at this point. You really are. And that doesn't mean you can't speak, because fools speak all the time. But what I don't like and what I can't abide are old fools who don't think for themselves. And see, all you're doing at this point, you're parroting the MSNBC stuff. And that's really sad, because you're supposedly real smart, but I don't think you are. 210-599-5555, line one is Chip. Real quick, go ahead, Chip. It's on your mind. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm in law enforcement. I just had a couple of observations, and then I'll let you comment about it. Um, I suspect that there's another pandemic coming, and I believe it's going to be a blue flu, but I don't think that Pfizer or Moderna will be able to have a vaccine for it. I think we're going to need herd mentality to get through this as a nation. Well, and uh, you said also that you, I'm sorry, you also are a student, you like to study. Uh, look into Castle Rock versus Gonzalez and what the Supreme Court had to say about police having uh, duty to respond and how yeah. that might actually, that mentality applies to the new scenario that we all find ourselves in. Thank you for taking my call. All right, man. Thanks, Chip. I appreciate it. God bless you out there. And yes, uh, I, I I know exactly what you're saying, and I'm hearing more and more about blue flu all the time. I'm hearing about, first of all, blue flu happening in particular situations, like the Columbus, Ohio situation, where you know some cops would just rather get back in their car and leave, and you know let EMS come clean up, uh, or hey man, we're just not coming to work. We're just not coming to work. And like I said earlier, you know. Every action, it's it's physics. Every action has a reaction. Every action has a reaction. So as they continue to slime and slam and slander police as they're doing, one of these days they're just going to fold their arms. I'm going to coffee shop. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. You know, the hubris that was displayed by this man, uh, the... the disregard for any accountability that might happen at all. Uh, just the lack of humanity, uh, the impunity that you see in the act and in his face tells you that there's something wrong culturally, structurally, because it happens in so many places. Hey, dummy, where is that man you're talking about right now? <laughs> Tell me where Derek Chauvin is right now, and then you tell me, Pop, how the system doesn't work. Go ahead. This, this show is wide open to you, Pop. You can come on here and explain these things to me if you can. But I don't think you can. That's why I think you only speak out when you have control of the floor. But when when you're invited to come into a situation where you might be countered and challenged and your thinking or lack thereof may be challenged, you don't do that, do you? No. Uh-uh. Only when you have the microphone and nobody else can say anything back at you. We've invited. I'm, I'm making it a public invitation right here on this radio show, but you won't do it.
Because all you do is just parrot what you hear on MSNBC. You don't think. And you're supposedly like this really brilliant guy, Air Force Academy, speaking 22 languages and know every wine everywhere. You don't know squat when it comes to humanity, bro. Not a thing about it. When you're telling me that police cannot collectively bargain, but you guys can, that's called hypocrisy. And when you tell me the system doesn't work, that it's rigged against black people, and you go to work every day with some really, really rich black guys, really rich, driving really nice cars, and you want to tell me that it doesn't work in the court system when Derek Chauvin went to prison two days ago and he's sitting in a maximum security prison right now as we speak? Come on, Pop, get real. Get real. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. KTSA.com. You can get there through all our Facebook stuff, too. But just give it a watch. But but after you watch it, give me a comment, right? Because I don't always get these things right, but I read every single comment, and you're great at influencing me sometimes. So check it out. It's the latest video. It's two minutes long, so you can watch it real quick. But it's some financial stuff from the news that's really important. So once you check that out okay um so we had the shooting in ohio white cop black teenage girl she's dead and so now the whole world wants to march in the streets again and and uh, lebron james wants the white cop to be gone after and all that kind of stuff and i'm just i'm sitting here and i'm going wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute. i see the video i see with my eyes she's got a knife i see she's about to stab somebody with that knife and lebron james puts up you're next and a picture of the cop and then he takes the tweet down twitter doesn't take him down right if it was you who did it as a conservative they would have taken you down but they don't take him down because he's a far leftist and it would have been racist too right for them to take him down so he gets to stay up, and then he goes, I'm so damn mad about all these damn shootings, and people are using it to incite more violence. LeBron, you're the one who put it up. <laughs> you're the one who put the tweet up. You're the one who was inciting violence, man. But see, it's okay if you're on the left. You can, you can incite violence. Well, like I think Pop was trying to do yesterday by saying this is a war that must continue. We must continue to fight the war. Well, that's, that's language, man. That is language right there. And he's so opposed to collective bargaining while his team collective bargains with the league and all the players in the league do. And he's so about the system being racist and anti-black when he's around a bunch of really rich black dudes every day who drive really fancy cars. And the system doesn't work when a white guy breaks the law and Derek Chauvin goes to jail. He's just, you know, like, you're a nut job. Uh, now, my brother, Sean Rima, he and I do this show, 7 to 9, every weekday morning. If, if you uh, haven't checked it out, please do. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we have a good time together. And so he likes to say, well, won't be long. They're going to be sending us off to the re-education camps. Because <laughs> we're, we're just a tad, just a smidge politically incorrect. On purpose, because that's the way we live our lives. We just tell the truth. And if we get canceled someday, we get canceled someday. But we just tell the truth. What's in here comes out. And so anyway, um, I, I you know I, I say back to him many times. Well, they've already started that. They, they don't have to haul you off to a camp 
to do re-education. First of all, they're doing that in the schools, right? 1619 and uh, critical race theory and all the stuff they're teaching in kid in school to kids. They're teaching kids that the system is racist, white supremacist system against black people and against uh, indigenous people and all that kind of stuff. It's just against them, and they're teaching kids that in school every day. Kids go to school and they have their brain stuffed with that, so they grow up with the victim mentality. Hey, I'm a victim, and that's the plan from the Democrats. The Democrats want everybody to be a victim so they can take care of them forever. Okay, you can trust us. We'll We'll give you money. We'll give you food. We'll give you housing like Nirenberg wants to build here. We're going to do all these things for you. And uh, all you got to do is give us a vote. That's all you got to do. But I'll tell you who else is doing the re-education. It's businesses. It's corporations. It's corporate America. Okay. Are you in a big corporation? Do you work for a big corporation? How many videos do you have to watch that are politically correct videos? And then sign off that you watched them. I know when we were owned by CBS, it was one a day. <laughs> it really was one a day, man, about politically correct stuff that you couldn't, couldn't do. And don't say this, and don't do that, and don't look that way, and don't wear that clothes, and all that kind of stuff. Well, Peloton, Peloton. You know everybody's got a Peloton now, how super exciting it is to have a Peloton. Everybody's got one. Well, now the employees at Peloton are forced to undergo anti-racist training that claims that common phrases such as grandfathered in are white supremacist terms. I wish I was making it up. I'm not. Over the past few weeks, the fitness company has rolled out a series of new social justice trainings inspired by critical race theory, including Anti-Racism Activation Center. The center is available on the company's internal employee network. The Anti-Racism Activation Center at Peloton provides employees with resources on global perspectives on racism, anti-racism, strategies for allies, strategies for enacting systemic change, tools for creating race-related conversations at home, including age-appropriate resources for families, in other words, how you stuff your kid's head full of this crapola, and a Brave Conversation speaker series that you are to access. One of the training programs at Peloton is entitled Anti-Racist Language. It claims that some of the commonly used technical terms have white supremacist racist origins. Like if you say, man in a white hat, man in a black hat, blacklisting, grandfathered in. All those are racist terms, <laughs> according to the employee training at Peloton. The fitness company hosted Boston University professor Ibram X to discuss his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. On April 29th, the company plans to host the Me Too movement founder, Tarana Burke. Now, the fitness company also offers a series of pride classes in celebration of LGBTQ, LMNOP, ABCDEFG, and the parade, and the instructors frequently promoted its user-created Black Lives Matter group. That's right. They have their own Black Lives Matter group inside of Peloton. The company also offers resources for white employees to become white allies. That's right. You're white. You're a racist. You need to be an ally, not a racist. So at Peloton, they tell their employees that if they purchase books, they should purchase books directly from authors or local bookstores owned by black people, indigenous people, or people of color, BIPOC. You can't buy a book unless you buy it from a, a black uh, bookseller. Employ <laughs> Employees are supposed to read and listen to resources created by BIPOC and financially uh, compensate them to become sufficiently anti-racist. Employees are also told to acknowledge their whiteness and their privilege when they get to work. According to the internal emails, the training is mandatory. The Peloton Network 
provides a resource list for employees. Books and articles include Becoming by Michelle Obama, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People by Rennie Edo Lodge, The New York Times 1619 Project, and White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. You, as a white guy who works at Peloton, you're supposed to read all that stuff. Companies, of course, increasingly are subjecting employees to politics in the workplace, even when it has little to do with day-to-day business operations, ongoing anti-racist campaigns at Ernst Young, DeLott, and Morgan Stanley happen every day. Re-education camps. It's where you work. That's where they're doing it. Hey, I want to tell you about our friends, Matt and the team at San Antonio RV, SanAntonioRVs.com. San Antonio RV, they've got it, man. At San Antonio RV, they have your RV on the ground and ready. They receive new RVs every day at San Antonio RV. He's always, you know, stocking the inventory with new product, but he also takes a lot of trade in, and and it's available for you there. So I I want you to check them out because the summer is going to be here tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to want to get out and enjoy your family time traveling around in your RV. And they've got travel trailers, and they've got fifth wheels, and they've got motorhomes. But they also have no pressure sales from none of the sales guys there. None of them are going to pressure you. And number two, they have an awesome service department to take care of you, whether you bought your RV there or not. They have two locations, one on I-10, the other at 281 out Spring Branch. And they're always online for you at SanAntonioRVs.com. AccuWeather, pretty interesting stuff here. Today is going to be cloudy with a shower in a few spots at about 70. But then tomorrow, rough and rocky, off and on. Cloudy, rain, and as the day goes on, strong thunderstorms might develop over parts of the area. If they do, they could carry gusty winds, hail, and even a tornado. It's possible. 82 for the high tomorrow, but Saturday, perfecto. Breezy, warm, and low humidity. The time. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. So, you know, the police unions have to be held to task. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're one to talk. All right, back. More on him. I, I got a feeling we'll, we'll spend quite a bit of time today talking about his uh, stupidity. All right, 623, Trey Ware, KTSA. And by the way, by the way, you know, I see people talk all the time. Well, so Pop can't express himself. Of course he can. He can say whatever he wants to. It's free country. He can express his First Amendment rights. And I prefer that he does. First of all, it gives me content. But second of all, um, it, it just shows what an idiot these people on the left are. All right, let me go to a great guy. Good guy with a gun. Stephen Williford from Southern Springs is joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Stephen, good morning, man. Good morning, Trey. How are you doing, sir? I am awesome. Waiting for Saturday so you and I can make a lot of noise in the South Texas sunshine on Saturday on two wheels. Now, what we want to talk about this morning is constitutional carry because uh, it's it's one thing that Dan Patrick said a couple of days ago is not going to pass. What are your thoughts on that? I think uh, we need to call Dan Patrick's out. Uh, definitely need to call Dan Patrick's office, and we also need to call our state senators and get out there, figure out if you don't know who your state senator is, and call them. Right now, I've been made aware that they are actually counting. The Republican Party has asked how many, they want to know how many calls for this constitutional carry they're getting. So, uh, they're counting the numbers. They want to know. And it's time for us to get out there and start 
racking up the numbers. Let Dan Patrick know that we are for this. And let your your state senator know that, that you're for this. I called up Judith Zapparini myself, and she Good. said she wouldn't support it. I no, she won't. It, and I told her. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so, and the next time that she comes up for election, you need to vote her out. I mean, this is plain and simple because th- this is my view on this. First of all, the Constitution of the United States says shall not be infringed. That's exactly what it means. And they wrote it that way on purpose, shall not be infringed. Any Any gun law... Any new gun law, whether it's registration that Joaquin Castro is pushing and all that is, is a national database so that the federal police force can come take your gun someday. They know exactly what you have and where you have it so they can come take it. But any new gun law only hurts law-abiding citizens. And this is what I try to tell people anytime we talk about constitutional uh, carry, Stephen. The criminals are already carrying without a permit. So when the when the chief of police in Dallas or the sheriff in Houston, Harris County, says, well, it makes us less safe, I always say, explain that. And they can't because it's empty rhetoric to say that allowing people to level the playing field and law-abiding citizens to carry without a permit is going to make them less safe when criminals carry without a permit every day. It's empty rhetoric. Level the playing field. There's more good guys out here with guns than there are bad guys with guns. We just need to allow the good guys to be able to carry the guns. Permitless. Permitless. Um, And it needs to be, you know, I I, I always go back to these stories of domestic violence, right? Because I've seen it with my own eyes. And uh, this thing that happened in Austin a couple of days ago where they this guy on Sunday blew away his wife and his stepdaughter and her boyfriend probably would have killed his son had his son been home. That was a domestic violence situation because she turned him in for allegedly child sexual assault of a child in the family. So that's what the police are telling us anyway. Had she wanted to avail herself of a gun to protect herself from him, she probably would have had to go through a waiting period because she didn't go through the classes, she didn't have the permit and all that kind of stuff. Somebody in a situation like that should be able to get it instantly and should be able to carry it and not go through the permit process. And again, I say that because criminals carry every day without permits criminals are out there right now they've stolen their guns their guns aren't registered to them most of them don't even have a serial number on them and they're carrying them and they don't have a permit it's time to level the playing field and you're right i i don't ever tell my listeners you know call your your state representative call your senator you can do that you know people can figure that out on their own but i do support if you were ever going to do it you need to do it on this issue and you need to do it right away and tell dan patrick you know what if if you want me to vote for you next time, you're gonna you'll you'll get this passed because he could get it passed if he wanted to. I I know he could, and and you know here's the deal, and this is what really upsets me is because a man told me the other day, and I told him, I I asked him, I said, who's your state senator? He says, well, I think it's Ted Cruz. Yeah. No, no, no that you know, you have yeah. a state representative and a state senator. And you need to figure out who that is, and you need to call them. It's not Ted Cruz. It's not John Cornyn. They're they're national. You should know this. Right. Yep, that's 100%. Stephen Williford, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate the call this morning, and have yourself a great day. The good guy with guns, Stephen Williford, joining me here on KTSA. When we get back, Danny Diaz, the chief, uh, or actually the president of the SAPOA, we're going to talk about pop.
We're going to talk pop in the next uh, in the next segment. I want to tell you about Shirts Funeral Home. Um, planning your own funeral doesn't sound like it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, you know, wait a minute, hold on. I'm not going to kick the bucket anytime soon, right? Well, okay, I hope not, but you know, you know what I say. For 47 years, I've been on the radio saying the only thing that's certain about life is that life is uncertain. You never know. Tomorrow's not guaranteed, man. It's not. But even if you last another 30, 40 years, that's good, 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 good. I'm glad. But you want to have a plan in place so when that day comes, and it will, it comes to all of us, when that day comes, your family doesn't have to do that. Your family doesn't have to rush around trying to think, what did dad want? You know, what what did dad not want? You know? And then your family doesn't have to pay for it because you do. You pay for it now, right? And you can finance it if you need to, but you pay for it now and your kids don't have to. It doesn't come out of the proceeds of your estate that go to your kiddos. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. And Shirts Funeral Home will sit down with you today if you want, anytime you want, and discuss pre-planning and pre-need with you at Shirts Funeral Home, 210-5656. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. He believes the bar for convicting officers is far too high. It needs to be changed. Uh, he's a strong supporter, as he also conveyed passionately last night of the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, which does change the intent standard. So that all them smooth criminals can get off, right? No, think about that for just a minute. You're a white cop. You get called into a black neighborhood. So just think about it for a second, right? And you see, because I know what I saw in the video, that girl had a knife. And you see a black girl with a knife about to stab another black girl right in the heart, or at, at the very least, who's going to get her on the neck. And you have less than a split second to make that decision. And it's no wonder, it's no wonder that I get emails all the time that say, if I was a cop, man, I'd fold my arms, lean up against the cruiser, and say, y'all have at it, and let me know when you're done, because I'm not doing this. And I'm getting more and more, more and more folks telling me you know what uh, blue flu is coming blue flu is coming and i, I you know i hate to see that because that puts our entire communities at risk and at danger but you know lebron james out there saying you're next and he's got 50 million followers on twitter and twitter did nothing to lebron james didn't take him down and he said to that guy and he posted a picture of that cop doxing a cop and putting that cop's life in danger you know that's just it, it's ridiculousness it, it is absolutely absurd and uh, this police officer had less than a split second to make that decision. And in my view, based on the video that I saw, he made the right decision. He made the right decision because the girl had a knife. It was up, and she was trying to stab that other girl. What is he supposed to do? Let let it, let her stab her? Let her stab her? Just so that I, you know, I'm not going to be, I, you know, I'm not going to be doxxed by LeBron James. I'm not going to have to go to jail. I'm not going to, you know, all these things. Are you supposed to just raise your hands and say, I'm, I'm out of here and uh, let me know when you're done? Give me a holler after it's over. Or if they call it code three, do you drive it code one? You know, just think about that for a minute. So anyway, and then you got Pop here popping off again. And, he, you know, he's saying the system is racist and we have to continue the war, which is speak for back in the streets, everybody. You know, don't stop now. Keep the pressure on. And then he comes out against collective bargaining. Now, now this is how dumb this man is. All right. He's just repeating MSNBC trope at this point, right? He's not thinking for himself. And he's supposed to speak all these languages and know all this wine. Okay, whatever. And and he's like, okay, well, first of all, the system is racist. And he pulls in the parking lot. He pulls in the parking lot. 
which is loaded with really expensive cars, and he's going to work with black guys that make millions of dollars, more money than you and I make in 20 lifetimes. <laughs> I got an 8-year-old car that's got 100,000 miles on it. I bet you none, nothing in the parking lot where he works is like that. <laughs> I don't have a private jet. I don't have a big mansion. <laughs> Tell me how the system is set up against black people. Explain that to me, Pop. That's the first thing. Second thing is he's against police being able to collectively bargain. No, we should have collective bargaining. It's a bad idea. We want to cancel that. <laughs> well, wait a minute, Pop. Every player in the NBA collectively bargains with the NBA for health care and a cut of the, the, the money pie from the, from the league and all that, you know, TV and all that kind of stuff. How come you guys can collectively bargain and the cops can't? Explain that one to me. I'll wait. You see, here's the other thing about Pop. I have publicly invited him to explain these things, and he won't. You see, the only time he'll pop off, ha, 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 pun, is when he controls the microphone and there's nobody there to ask him anything. Those guys down there in the press room, they're not going to ask him anything because they'll bar them. They'll, they'll pull their press credentials. But he won't come on a show like this and, and spout and spew that kind of slanderous stuff against police officers and against the system. You know, one of the worst things that could happen to pop and to all these others on the left happened a couple of days ago. And that's a guilty verdict for uh, Derek Chauvin. You know why? Because it shows the system does work. Where's Chauvin right now, Pop? Where is he sitting right now? I contend that's one of the reasons Maxine Waters went up there and tried to mess the deal up, tried to tried to cause a mistrial because she couldn't have a guilty verdict because the guilty verdict with Derek Chauvin sitting in a maximum security prison with some guys in there that are just uh, you know I look here's the deal about this show I do research. I don't fart around and just come on here and spew. I do hours and hours of research. I sleep four hours a night, and then I do research the rest of the time, and I talk to you four hours. And I got to studying some of the guys that Derek Chauvin's hanging with right now, and it ain't pretty. It's going to be amazing if the guy survives ten minutes up there once he's you know sentenced and, and put in there formally. Uh, so, you know, how does the system not work there, Pop, when he's in jail? <laughs> and probably will be for decades. How does it, how's it not work? So, you know, he's just, he's listening to MSNBC and just spewing what's, uh, what's coming out of there. All right. I want to talk about something else real quick here, and then we'll take a break and take some calls to wrap up this half hour. I saw, uh, Jack's, uh, I'm a fan of Jack Riccardi. I, I, I started years ago calling him the professor because he's so smart and it stuck. And I saw his JR poll yesterday, which was, are you a fan of Jim's restaurants? Well, I immediately, whoa, took a look, you know, voted in the poll. Because I was at Jim's. Nancy and I went to Jim's. She flew back into town yesterday, and we ran over to Jim's for lunch. <clears throat> and so I said, what's this about? And so I sent Jack a text. I said, what's this about? Why, why the poll? And he said, well, you know, they're closing the, the Jim's at Blanco and 410, which is his favorite. Jack would go over time. He said, they're a million times better than Denny's or anything else. <clears throat> and I concur. I full, wholeheartedly agree with that. He said, man, I hate to see that one go because it's the one closest to my house. And uh, I, 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 there's several of them that I go to. Uh, probably my favorite is 1604 Nacogdoches, and I'll tell you why. When you walk in to the right of the cash register, they've got a big old huge booth there, family-sized booth. And hanging over that booth is a picture of my brother's race car that Jim's sponsored back in the 1970s when my brother was racing NASCAR and USAC all over the country. So... I have been friends with Jimmy Haslocker, 
the Hassocker family literally all of my life. I'm 57, and I've known them for 57 years. My dad was close friends with G. Jim, who was uh, Jimmy's dad, and started with his mama, started Jim's Frontier. And uh, so anyway, I was curious as to what they were talking about. And uh, so uh, Nancy and I were there yesterday having a, a Frontier burger. Number two, put everything on the side because I'll build it the way I want it. Bring those uh, onion rings and that big salad. And it was so good. And, yeah, a lot of you hate to see that one go, uh, the, the Blanco and 410 location. But let me tell you what, they've got like 14 other locations or something like that around town. Plus, you've got Frontier over there. So they're not going anywhere. All right? They're not going anywhere. They're strong and solid and firm, and they're in good shape with the best child that you have that you remember all of those years. So take heart, Ricardi. You're just going to have to find one closer to you or, or, or in the area. But you'll, you'll continue to love it and enjoy it. And um, and I do. <laughs> I sure did yesterday, that's for sure. I want to tell you about San Antonio RV and Matt and his team. San Antonio RV has your RV right now, and you can see it online. Well, what do you mean they have mine? Well, he has so many of them on the ground that if you just go online at SanAntonioRVs.com and take a look, you're going to see what I'm talking about because the inventory is huge, and he's getting new ones every day. He'll get new ones in from the factories, or he'll get trade-ins, you know, that kind of thing. And the inventory just grows and grows and grows. So if you were on there yesterday or the day before, I tell you, it's changed today, and there's something on there for you. Now, they got a location out in I-10. they got another one over there at 281 and, uh, and Spring Branch. Outstanding customer service. They're never going to twist your arm. No high-pressure sales. And the service department is the best in the state of Texas. It really is. And in fact, if you already own an RV, travel trailer, motorhome, whatever, you can have it serviced to San Antonio RV, and they'll take care of you. Log on today. Check them out. San Antonio. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. The president doesn't believe that he, he alone can pull the George Floyd Act, Policing Act, across the finish line. That is going to be up to Congress. Okay. So uh, first thing, I'm, I'm going to circle back to Jen Saki's comments there. But first thing, Jennifer, that was awesome. You did great with the pledge. And, folks, I'd love for you to call us right now at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, and do the pledge just like Jennifer just did. And we'll play you on the radio, too, okay? Please do that. We're, we're trying to keep the light of liberty lit while it's trying to be uh, extinguished in places like D.C. That uh, George Floyd Act that Jen Psaki was just talking about is a federalizing of police. Now imagine, imagine for just a second, you're a gun owner. Joaquin Castro, it's in the news today. Don's been talking about it. He's uh, pushing this whole registration thing. It's registration is what it is. It's gun registration, right? They're calling it background check, but when they do this background check, the, the information goes in a file. So it's registration. Now, imagine they federalize local police. Well, Trey, they're not talking about a, a federal police force. Well, not yet. This is all done incrementally. But even if they put, say, SAPD under federal rules, that's federalizing SAPD because they got to answer to federal rules. They already have to do a certain amount of that. Ask the chief. They already have to do a certain amount of accountability to Washington. Now they want to increase that accountability to Washington, which essentially federalizes the police until they do a federal police force, which is coming. Germany did that in the 1930s. They wore black uh, uh, jack boots and they wore red on their sleeves. And, uh, and they had full power and they were politicized. They were, they were weaponized against the people of Germany. And I'm telling you, that will happen here if we allow the police forces across this country 
to be uh, uh, settled in Washington, D.C. Now, I've talked about that many, many times, and that's what this George Floyd thing does. Eventually, what they're, this is why you're getting so much play on this right now in the media. The media is complicit in this, and what they're going to do is they're going to come out and say, well, you know what? Cities and towns and hamlets and all that, they can't control the police. We, we're going to have to do it out of Washington because we can control everything. We're going to do it here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. Just that's, that's the way it's going. It's called weaponizing branches of government against its citizens. Now, I'll give you another example. Do you remember Barack Obama? You do, right? Well, he's president again right now. And uh, when he was president the first two times, and now he's on his third trip, but the first two times when he was president, you remember he used the IRS against conservative groups, against Tea Party groups? Remember that? He weaponized the IRS. He weaponized the Attorney General, Eric Holder, against citizens here in this country. The current Attorney General, Merrick Garland, just announced he's turning it into a civil rights organization. <laughs> he announced that two days ago and then immediately said, I'm going after the police force in Minneapolis. He's going after the entire Minneapolis police force. This is an assault on local policing. So they're not beyond weaponizing systems and, and, and agencies of the government against its people. Let me give you another example. You know how Twitter and Facebook and all them have been canceling conservatives, right? All right. So there's a radio station down, in, a radio station like this one, down in Miami, Florida. It's, it's a Spanish station right now. They're selling the station. They want to sell it to a group. And you know what the group who is buying it wants to program with? Stuff like this, what I do every day. Conservative talk. Conservative talk. And guess what's happening right now? The FCC and members of Congress are saying, oh, no, 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 no. You can't sell it to this group that's going to do conservative talk. Representative Darren Soto, Democrat from Florida, said stopping the sale is necessary because dangerous rhetoric can't go unchecked. What are they going to do? They're going to have conservative voices like mine on that station down there if the sale goes through. Now, the FCC has to approve the sale. So these Congress people are laying the power, laying the wood to the people over on the FCC. Do not approve this sale because they're going to do conservative programming. What is that? It's a violation of the First Amendment. Clear and clear. But what have I said about about your rights? They're turning them upside down into government issued, government ordered privileges. And if a government issues a privilege, then they can take it away. That's what your rights are. Your First Amendment rights. So they're telling this company, you can't buy this uh, station if you're going to put conservative programming on that station. And they're trying to bring back the fairness doctrine, which we'll get into and wear it rhyme a little bit later on. But this is what's going on. That's weaponizing a portion of the government, the FCC, to be used against conservatives. This is what's happening in the U.S. of A. right under your very nose. Hello, China. China, USA. That's what we're doing right now. Back in a minute with Warren Rima. <laughs> 